Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Agent Pursuit Business Mastery. And today's topic is about just that, business mastery. So we are so pleased to have Sue Stiles on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. So for those of you that don't know Sue, um, some of you might, many of you might, Sue has worked in the Calgary real estate for 10 plus, moving yeah. on 10 plus years now. Yeah. And you have been a, an assistant and a business coach and you have worked with really big teams and lots of different brokerages. And you have seen a lot of different angles of the business other mm -hmm. than just wearing a realtor hat, right? which I think is super cool. So Sue's gonna be on today talking about some of the experience that she's had working with some of the most successful agents and teams and some of the things that you've done to help accelerate that growth, help scale the growth systems that have been put in place. Um, and it's great because lots of realtors have only ever seen their business. Right. So you have a little bit of a limited scope. So you're going to provide vast scope for many businesses. So thanks for being here. My pleasure. Cool. I also want to give you a shout out because Sue has written two books, which is outstanding. We'll talk about those in a little bit, sure, thank um, you. especially at the end and stuff as well, um, which is great. And I've read them. Um, so I've read the one. I haven't read both of them yet, but uh, we will get there. But I've seen you present on the Little Red Stick concept as well. So, right. Um, all right. Yeah. So we've got lots of stuff to cover. Lots of stuff to cover. So, Sue, why don't we start for, for the people that don't know you yet, give us a little bit of um, your background and kind of what brought you to be um, on here talking about what you're talking about. Sure. In my, uh, my dream career, really, this is uh, talking about real estate, talking about business, helping agents, um, training, coaching is, uh, is my dream. But uh, I wasn't always working in my dream. Uh, a long time ago, I was having a nightmare uh, with work and really came into this um, haphazardly, like a lot of agents do. I never yeah. planned on being exactly here. But years ago, when I, I got divorced and I moved to Calgary, back where I was born, um, and I got a job in um, commercial real estate, and I started working. And I was just unlucky enough to have just a terrible boss. Wow. And I don't know if you've ever worked for a bad boss, but um, that was the first bad boss that I ever had. And I, I remember sitting at the desk one day and, and he called and he just reamed me out for like 15 minutes on the phone. And I held my cool there and we hung up and I ran into the bathroom and burst out crying. And there was only one other person in the office at the time, the HR lady. And so she came and consoled me and, and I uh, parted ways. But you know, that's what you're, when you're um, hired and you're working for somebody else and you're an employee, you have this like, hey, I had four kids to support and I, I couldn't quit a job and I might have to just suck it up and deal with being abused. But I couldn't really, because I just, just hurt me too much. So I yeah. quit. However, it took me a long time to get a job again. And uh, I went through, I, I've shared the story a lot when I speak, but I've been bankrupt, a single mom of four kids. My ex, unfortunately, wasn't able to help. And you know, that's a hard road that a lot of people go through stuff, no matter what it is. But I was um, hopeless. I was out of work. I forget about dreams. Wow. You know, forget about dreams. And I remember my son, so I have three girls and one son, and it was his 12th birthday. And I knew I didn't have money for presents, but you know, at least if the family's together, I thought, I'll give you a dinner that you want to have. What yeah, would yeah. you like me to make for dinner? And he said, Chinese food. And I thought, oh no. 
<laughs> who can <laughs> make <laughs> Chinese food? Yeah. Like pasta or... That's right. But he wanted, uh, you know, ginger chicken. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And I thought, I will get you ginger chicken. I can't get you a present, but... Um, and so I went and collected bottles. I like... Really? Yeah. I went to my neighbor's doors and just said, hey, do you have any bottles you don't need? I, um, I just collected bottles, like almost like a homeless person and wow. I felt like that and uh, and that was as good as it got you know that year and I got into a bit of depression for sure you know when you're hopeless and you I could see no way out we were bankrupt I didn't have a job my kids I was a terrible mother and so I went to chapters one day and I just uh, end up flipping open this book a big black book and I was angry and you know I had a black cloud over my head but I flipped it open and you know, my eyes landed on this author uh, who wrote Integrity, and he, he said, things don't work out. Sometimes you have to make them work out. And it just, the timing, it just hit me because I had been trying really hard. You know, and I know a lot of realtors, like, they are trying hard. They are doing lead generating. Absolutely. They are doing Absolutely. what they can do. Sometimes it just doesn't work. But uh, just something about this book said, yeah, I know you're trying hard, but you got to keep trying until it works out. And it just, I don't know, lit a fire in me, and I was able to go. I got another job. I got into residential real estate, which I loved. I took the licensing course. I started helping agents, you know, and fast forward, uh, you know, what a bit over a decade later, and I am, honestly, I'm, I'm speaking to agents. I'm teaching them. I love my life. My kids are healthy. Uh, you know, we have a good relationship. Everything's yeah. worked out. But when you are in it, you know, it's hard to know how it's going to work out. Totally. So, so that's kind of how I've gotten here. I don't pretend that I have it all together. And there's been lots of times I never had any of it together. But there are some things that I've learned and that I know and that I love to share help other agents who might be struggling and feeling like I'm trying but it's not working. Well it brings to the transition of so you did your real estate assistant and then how did you get into working with realtors because now you're on a coaching business yeah um, you're speaking to realtors you're speaking to groups tell, tell us how that manifested itself. Probably the first thing that happened with the first realtor I worked for Sano Stanti and he um, wanted to get some more agents in on his team and uh, so he brought in a few, we had about three. I think his son was one of them at the time. And he said, could you just, do, could we do some training? Like, can you teach them what you do? And so they need to learn the ropes. And I started, uh, you know, we held classes every week and, and here's what we do in real estate. And all of a sudden I remembered, oh my gosh, I love teaching <laughs> adults. Yeah. So I used to be a prenatal teacher. Well, I had kids. I oh. taught prenatal classes. I have an adult education uh, certificate. So I remembered, I love doing this. And then I, so I started offering that more and eventually became a manager of training in a brokerage, which I loved. And uh, when the brokerage folded, I just thought, what, where am I going to do this now? Yeah. There, there was no place. I, I hadn't really seen another avenue. So I thought, well, I'll do it myself. Right. And I'll implement all the stuff that I teach realtors because it's my own business too. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Which is so great. And I'm glad, um, you know, Sue mentioned to me about some of your story of resiliency. You know, is that worth bringing up? 
And I think that all of us are very jaded by social media right now mm -hmm. um, because you only see good stories. And, you only, and even from a real estate perspective, you only see people's brand new listings and you only see the top producer photos and totally. you only see yeah. the selfies of them in their open houses. But I mean, you don't know if that's the only open house for the only listing that they've had this year, right? And you don't know if, you know, they're number 10 in the office, but the entire office hasn't done good because sales are down 30%. And, you know, they're this, this month, but the last six months they've been nothing. So I think it's very refreshing to hear mm -hmm. that a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff right now and we just don't see it and we just don't talk about it. So I, I love how we open that up because I know a lot of people are in that boat and it's just not shared as much yeah. as it should be. Yes. Yeah. So thank you for that. So let's start. Um, let's start with the, um, I guess, the fundamentals. So you just said, I had to start my own business, and I started it by using and adopting the same <laughs> stuff that I was teaching other people. Yeah. So from a real estate perspective, you know, you said you were working for Sano Stunti's team. You're building up these businesses. What would you say for everyone watching right now, and even that I mean, we have a lot of realtors who have been 10, 20 years that probably still actually haven't set up business fundamentals. Right. Where do you start with that? What is your approach to starting that? Big question. We could talk all day. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. But first of all, even just to to back up. So, what's the business fundamental or foundation? So, I in my book, I have five habits. The five habits for success. The second habit is, if you want a big business, you have to build a big foundation. You want to build a high rise. The first thing you have to do is pour the foundation. It has to be able to support the business. Otherwise, it's going to implode. Totally. And when anyone gets their license, they have a license to write a real estate contract, but they don't have business, like, you know, where do they learn how to run a business? Unless you've run a business before, you're learning by mistake. And just having a license to sell real estate or, you know, or cut hair or do a massage, anyone who works by themselves, the license doesn't set you up for business. So people need to realize it's okay. You're not expected to know everything. It, you know, it's a learn as you go. But the risks with that, um, you know, you end up feeling maybe like solitary confinement, like you're all alone. And then on social media, yeah, you're seeing all these um, big things that are happening and you're not, so you don't say anything. Yes. And you end up, you know, I don't want realtors to feel like they're on uh, their own version of Orange is a New Black and they're in prison <laughs> and they're in solitary confinement. Like, that's the worst. Yeah. So you have to know you need to get support, you know, be in a brokerage. Like, you guys are doing a great job with your education and training and people feel like they can always get support. That's important. And then um, also, you have to be everything to everyone and do everything for your business which I don't know if people think about before they're starting their business. You're going to have to be your own admin. You have to do your own marketing. You have to do your own advertising and do your printing and graphics. It's not just writing a contract or selling a house. It's everything. Totally. And then what happens? A few years of struggling and, and you know, to the limit, maxing out, you burn out. So, you know, I see this with new realtors and solopreneurs. It's, it's, challenging so you've got to know this yes it's hard it's not easy if it was easy everyone would do it right so it's hard so how do you go about building the basics mm -hmm. I'm sure the first thing you do too we've talked about before is do you have a business plan right when I teach at Kreb the new course for Realtors I always start like have you done a business plan and maybe 10% uh, think about you know well I don't need investors so 
But that's how you plan your business. Absolutely. Your business <clears throat> comes out of your own mind. So Even just to show you've thought about it. Like that's why they look at it. Like the investors might look and say, ah, oh, your plan is a bit jumpy. You've thought about it. That's the, yeah. that's the key. And it makes a difference totally. when you think about it and how you think about it. And uh, a lot of times I get to the question on the business plan about your succession plan. And people go, I don't know. I'm just starting or I'm just enjoying the ride as it goes. But a lot of the decisions you can make today are um, dependent on how you plan to get out of the business, which a lot of realtors can't get out. Just keep going on and on and <laughs> on. So um, a business plan, for sure, is one of the first things and the first places to start. Then once you have your plan, not just numbers, like marketing, who's going to support you, a full business plan. And then um, website web presence pictures nice pictures it's hugely important I yeah know. if you haven't had your pictures done the last year go get your new photographs done you know what's in style now hmm. lifestyle photos yeah. like Doing if someone just took a picture of us yeah. right now and we're just talking uh, these kind of lifestyle photos where it's not a particular profile it's true you need to go get them done um what else a crm so uh, I don't know if does CRA, uh, CIR have their own database or CRM? We promote, they? yeah, we, we provide them with a system through Google and, and we also promote prospects through the board as well. Right. As a big yes. one. I mean, they're, they're doing it way better than we would do it as individuals. Yes. So, but we manage an internal client list that we manage for realtors to do some concierge services for them as well. Yes. So, but you're Very right. Very important. Yeah, the foundation of your business is your database. Yeah. It really is. I always say it's like, uh, that's your gold mine. Yeah. So if you want to get rich, you want to have a gold mine to go into, but you're the one that needs to put the gold in there. Totally. And those are your people. So, uh, but I meet realtors all the time who may be, you know, 20 years in the business, but don't have a CRM or they might say they have one, but when I look at what they're doing, they don't know how to use it properly or, you know, it's just maybe they have their names in there. So taking care of a CRM with you know, I have a handout. I'm happy to send resources. You might have some too. What to do with your people in a CRM. Just keep it simple. Right. And just do the simple things well. When I work with uh, like $2 million GCI realtors and their teams, they're just doing simple things really, really well. Yes. Isn't it amazing how people just make it, they think, and I was... <laughs> I always use the example of an ice cream cone. If you get the triple scoop, how hard it is to manage for a little kid. Yeah. But the kid wants a triple scoop. And I always say, you guys want these triple scoop databases. <laughs> but, you know, if you can't handle the single scoop, how are you going to manage a triple scoop? Yeah. And, and you've nailed it because, and isn't, isn't it good to hear that you have these mega producers mm -hmm. yeah. that just do the simple things very, very well. Yeah. Because it's easy to be like, I'm going to segment my list into 15 different segments, and I'm going to send this, this message, and this, this message. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, hold on. Just, yeah. just prove that you can do something very, very simple well. Yes. And, and they like to talk about it. And they just, they say, oh, you know, I'll get around to that. I'll get around to it. But, you know, they, a lot of times they don't. And the people that do end up building these big businesses. Yeah, because it's, it's something that builds over time. That's right, it's a snowball. So it's like compound interest. You Absolutely. know, you want to get rich, you keep doing the database, you, keep, you stay in touch, you use it. Totally. Yeah. Use it. And then over time, there seems to be this magic that kind of happens for the top producers. You know, they're doing it. All, daily habits, like I always say, your daily habits will determine your yearly results. So 
every day they're doing what they know they should be doing and they're hoping it's going to work out but they keep on doing it and then something clicks in like like when that compound interest clicks in and business starts helping you because yeah. you've been doing the right things all the time so if anyone's feeling like ah, I've just been kind of winging it or uh, I've, it's kind of like a hobby to me. I don't know if I'm taking my business seriously. I always encourage them. There's always room at the top. Yes. So, you know, they're 0.05% doing over 100 deals a year. There's room at the top. Yeah. Where there's not room is with the other 5,600 realtors that are in our city right now doing everything, you know, to everybody. Yes. Yeah. For everybody, yeah. Yeah. So those would be, so those would kind of be your big first starting points. Yes. Business plan. Database, web, web presence, presence, pictures, and then you've got to start with the processes. Right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do for your business? That is hard to imagine if you're not doing it all the time. You kind of need to do it to learn what you want to do. So if you want to fast track, you talk to a top producer or you get a coach who can tell you what is it going to look like and how can I make my process work for me so totally just like doing um, a role play almost okay uh, how are you going to get leads and meet people what are you going to do with them then uh, if someone calls you and they want you to come over and do a CMA how are you capturing their information so for me going through like every little step of their process and talking to them saying how do you want to do this how do you want clients to experience you mm -hmm. really I think is very helpful to agents ah yes and then they have a plan because they've thought about it and do you, it you know <laughs> you know what's so this. funny is I um, we see realtors and and we talk about this and I'm like you know just take a minute you guys all got licensed here just take a minute and just decide what you're going to do maybe think about the prospect that someone might actually want you to sell their house or someone might actually want you to show them a house because what happens is they'll be in the business for you know two or three months all of a sudden someone says can you come over and have a look at my house and they panic and they come running over to our management team being like what do I do? Someone wants me to come over. I'm like, did you not anticipate this might happen? You're in the business of real estate yeah. and you didn't think yeah. that someone might actually call you up and be like, let's talk about real yes. estate. And, and they're like, I don't know what to do. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Think about it now. It yeah. might happen. Yeah. This is human nature though. Yeah, it's you true. Know, we're built for comfort oh, and simplicity oh. and we just want it to be easy. It's very hard to make yourself do something that's uncomfortable, even if it's right. for your good. Because we, our behavior is not determined by our intellect and what we know we should do. Our behavior is determined by our emotions. That's why our we can't stop snacking at night. Emotions. Yeah, you're hungry, you want something, by golly, you've earned it, your you know, bag of chips. So even though you know you should be doing something, it can be very challenging to uh, change your emotions to do it, especially when you have to kick your own ass. Totally. So who's yeah. doing that for you? No, no totally. boss. So an, another reason why good leadership team can really help, you know, help you, help keep you accountable if that's what works. Yeah, I yeah. think accountable to yourself is that's a big one. Totally. Yeah, it's a big one. So one of the things, uh, sorry to cut you off, but um, to keep yourself accountable, one of those things you want to have in your office is something as simple as a whiteboard to show you where your business is at. In all the high producers, we have used whiteboards. And also, even increase, so if someone has one whiteboard and they're getting close to filling it up, I add another one. And it's empty. 
because when there's empty space, you just need to fill it. And so it almost helps you. It shows you where you're at. It shows you what you need to do. And it, it can help keep yourself accountable, mm -hmm. like a simple tool like a whiteboard. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, there, it's, people have all of these online goal systems. and There's so much that you can do. But I mean, you have to open up your computer. And then you have yeah. to click there. And mm -hmm. then you have to log in. Yeah. And then you have to update your goal. And it's like, you know what? If you have to click five buttons, and go through a process. Yeah. To, I mean, that, that's not in front and of And out of sight is truly out of mind. Yeah. One of the most impactful, I just post up online, but I'm trying to get my email inbox down. Yeah. And so I set my goal on my screensaver that every single day I got to reduce it by 17 messages. And so it's, it's just reducing down. I'm screen capturing, screen capturing. So every time I open my phone, which we do a couple times a day, yes. it's right there in front of me. And it works. So your whiteboard idea is brilliant. Like yeah. it's, and it's not even like, it's your idea, but it just proves the simplicity of yeah, it. And, yeah. and I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's change the conversation for a little bit here because um, I do want to give some, uh, some really good information to the productive realtors as well. Yeah. Um, you've worked with some mega producers yeah. uh, in our marketplace. Um, tell us about scalability because you mentioned the processes. You mentioned about laying the good foundation for the big building. T talk us through that. 10 deals, 25 deals, 50 deals a year. Mm -hmm. And what type, what does your systems look like at the start? And what do they look like at the, at the end? And talk us through that evolution a little bit. Sure. Um, and love talking about this too, because what's out there for, I'm doing 50 deals a year, you know, come on, give me something. When uh, top producers have hired me, they, it just says to me, they're at that level because they're always looking for ways to improve. They're always turning their attention on, what could I be doing next? Like, what could you make better? Just 10% better. The realtors out there know what, what they could be doing better most of the time. Cool. Sometimes I can come in and give them some ideas, but most of the time they know what, could you just do it 10% better? And they pay attention to that and they, they find out, they do research, they hire someone, they read a book, or they just spend the time doing it better. Um, so for example, I worked with a team and they had an admin in place, so they're doing over 100 deals a year. So well, I guess I'll just start there. They had an admin in place, the admin left. Over the years though, that admin had just all the processes in her head and so did the realtor. Like they were a great team. Once that system got taken away, they were unable to keep that scalability up because nobody knew what to do for sure and when to do it. Like they knew it, but they couldn't give that to new people coming in. It's so scary as a business owner. Like you have that yeah. person you're relying upon. Yes. And they're this linchpin. And to me, that just it makes the hair in the back of my neck stand up. Like, yes. Oh gosh. Well, if we get into hiring mistakes, we can talk mm -hmm. about that too. But it's true. And, and if you become too dependent on that, heaven forbid, you know, what if they win the lottery and yes. they don't need to work anymore? Totally. But no matter what the reason, even going back to this uh, system of checklists, uh, process for taking your leads in, what goes on when they're in your CRM, these things, once they're defined, even when you're not doing very many deals, once you define those, when I do checklists and systems, they're completely scalable. You never have to switch out your paper system and put in this. You can use them as action plans in CRMs, that's fine, but that's a core of a business that you need to have in place. And if you don't, or if you're just running on, you know, uh, what's going on in your brain, 
at some point you know you cannot trust your brain. Your oh. brain is going to let you down. So having everything that's in there, black and white. Uh, whether it's on paper or digital, I don't care. They work the same, yep. simple tools. So your checklists and your systems. And that's something that crippled a realtor that's doing over 100 deals a year. So let's go back down to, say you're doing 10 to 20, and you're feeling like, okay, I, I, repetitive business, and I'd like to start scaling. What does that look like for me? Always the first thing is uh, administrative tasks. So anything you can hire out for that $20, whatever, you know, $30 yep. an hour thing, is the first place where you start. Nowadays, virtual, um, uh, virtual admin and virtual support is quite good. You yes. can get some really good virtual help. So if someone came and said, I, I, I want to scale, then I'd say, what do you never do? So what always sinks to the bottom of your priority list? Because let's not pretend. Yes. If you're oh, never totally. putting your people in your CRM, then that's your lowest priority. So that's something you want to give over. And honestly, at 10 to 20 deals, you could start hiring out a database or um, doing deals. Uh, so transaction, mm -hmm. loading listings, those are a few simple things that you could hire out right now to a virtual company. You know, I'm sure you know a few good ones totally. too. Yep. So just a few things off the plate, but that doesn't mean you're you're getting to go play golf, you know, or, you know, yeah, so you don't totally. have nothing to do. The purpose is so that you can be lead generating and do those things that only you can do. Whatever your best thing is that you do, you need to go do those while admin is doing that. Totally. Now, I have set up realtors with full-time virtual assistants, and as long as their systems are clear, then the admin gets it and can replicate that. But you can also hire in office. And I'm probably a little bit more partial to, if you're growing the business and you're gonna be doing it five, 10 more years, it can be very advantageous, I think, to have somebody in the office where you work, who's hearing you, who's getting what's going on without you having to delegate everything. And it really can take, you know, then that person can bring the best of their abilities and they, they get you know, what you're doing without having to be told everything to totally yeah, yeah. yeah but when uh, when realtors hire I never hear somebody say ah that was useless I shouldn't have done it they always say oh I wish I would have done that years ago totally um, one realtor who was he kept hitting like 60 60 deals almost 70 on his own That's I said you're, yeah you're blow my crazy. brains out <laughs> and, and he had great systems because we, yeah. we put those in a place but afraid to hire. Um, but by the time he did, he scaled up to 100 deals a year. Wow. Like, like within that year. He was ready to go. He was holding himself back. Wow. Because afraid to let go. At and, and they feel like, too, they're like, I don't have time to t train anybody. I don't have time for that. And, yes. and you're just like, True. you got to. Like, you almost got to take that half step back yeah. and say, you know, I'll do 55 deals or 45 deals in order to ramp back up again. So like it's, qu yeah. question, question for that. And this is, um, personal experience of, I'm going to admit fault to something that all of my staff 100% know because I have a few of them now and they would miss <laughs> this. I am the worst teacher. Yeah. Like I am just the worst, 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 worst teacher. I, I feel like, and I, everything is in my head. Yeah. And if it takes me more than 10 seconds to say it, like 
I'm done. I just, I, I have no patience. Like, and I, and I not that I'm a, a bad teacher, but maybe I'm a bad teacher. But the point is, every time I have to bring on a staff member, yeah. or I'm like, you know, I need to hire a virtual assistant, um, and I think this will appeal to a lot of the realtors. I need to hire someone virtually, or I just want to bring somebody in for the summer to work on this, or a summer suit, which I've done a ton of. Mm -hmm. The anxiety and the dislike I have of mm -hmm. having to impart knowledge is huge. And I, and I think what I'm trying to get at is, I don't think that everybody is a good teacher. And I think that sometimes, when you don't want to hire that person, it's because I don't have a great ability to do that. So for all of the people in my boat being like, me imparting all of my knowledge to you to do your job is the worst thing I can imagine. Yeah. What would an alternative to that be? Because I know that lots of realtors specifically say like, I'm not a teacher. Like I can't, I'm not, I can't teach somebody to do this job. You could hire Sue. A lot of people do. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, okay. And this is it, a common problem. And that's to hire the assistant. Yeah, uh, you can. Yes, you can hire someone to, to train your assistant. Help you hire and train, for sure. That's a well, tough I, job. That's I'm an the only one that does job. that that yeah. I know. Or of. you hire someone with experience. Um, yeah, That's and and headhunters, you know, are, right. do yeah. that too. But realtors have this problem because a personality trait of being an entrepreneur, you know, and a good go-getter, is not being a teacher. You know, not I have goosebumps just thinking about trend. it. You're right. Like, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's a big problem. They're usually, you know, that type A, I can do everything. I do everything perfectly. And, and so um, that's how I feel. It's, it's good to acknowledge <laughs> that. I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope none of your staff quits. So, you know, yeah. they have Me some too. grace for you. You know what? I, I'm, I, I fully disclose it to them so that they understand. Because I, but I think, you know, realtors too, there's, you have certain traits that you have. Yeah. And then there's certain traits where it's just like, I'm not very good at this, yes. and sometimes yeah. sure. um, that can that can be tough. So bringing somebody else on as a team member or as a partner or an assistant can be yeah. a little bit terrifying if if you don't feel like you're a great teacher because are, are you setting somebody else up for failure, or are you just going to be upset that they're not doing a good job? Or you know, I've had yeah. been done that with virtual assistants being like they're the worst. I can't do it. And I'm sure 50% of it is because I can't yeah. explain something properly worth. Yeah, and then you feel like you made a mistake. Yeah. And then your regret, you know, I don't want people to feel like they regret their business or regret their decisions or they're making these mistakes and have regrets. Then they get down on themselves and they get stuck. If I was talking to each agent, I would ask, you know, what is your challenge? Just like one thing. And if the challenge was I want to hire, but I, I can't, I'm, I'm roadblocked. Yeah. Then, because you're going to have challenges all the way through. There's going to be something till the day you die you're going to have a challenge with. To me, those are um, stepping stones. Every time you overcome one of those things, now you know. Now you know how to overcome that challenge and you can get to a higher level. So, you don't know how to train. You don't know how to hire an assistant. Okay, then let's look at that and see what you can do. A lot of realtors, their first assistant is, they go, Oh, I'm so busy. I don't know what to do. And someone hears them and says, I got a sister and she could come and work for you. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> say, thank you. And then they just say, could you just catch on to what I'm doing? That's exactly my training yeah. perspective. So just, just, you just typical. sit yeah. beside me and watch yeah. what I do and just know everything, please. Yeah. And a lot of people do this and sometimes it works out and you're lucky. But the other thing they, they if they try to hire, you know, and they say, well, I'll interview some people. The other problem is um, we like people who are like us. Oh, gosh. You know, so I was like, war, oh, yes. yeah, I get you. I like you. I'd like to have a drink with you. Yes, you're hired. 
Well, mistake number two, because <laughs> you do not time. want an administrative assistant who is the same as the realtor. They immediately want their real estate license. They want to come out selling. Yes, That's exactly. They have yeah. that personality. You want someone with a different personality, yeah. head down, nose to the grindstone, detail oriented, and you probably are going to feel like may, even maybe, oh, they're kind of quiet. Oh, they seem kind of introverted, you know. Yes, that's the kind of person you want. So these mistakes happen, and then you don't know how to train somebody. So I've gotten hired lots to help um, hire assistants and then to train them. And usually that starts with, realtor, what are your systems? So the totally. first thing a realtor can do is clarify. Get your checklists in black and white. Understand what you want to do for your process. And when you're doing it, think of, if I pass this off to somebody, how do I want them to do it? And that sometimes makes a realtor even do it better, like that database stuff we talked about. And then when they're clear, then you hire, then you go through an interview process. And actually, I have a whole hiring guide because I've done this so often where I, here's what I do step by step, and here are some questions, and here's what you want to look for, and here's maybe some characteristic traits that you want to look for. And then when you get the person and hire them, here's how to train them. Perfect. You do one thing at a time, over and over, you know, and then let them do it. And I kind of just chunk it down. You can't eat an elephant all at once, right? right? So one thing at a time, and then you build up a great assistant who understands, and hopefully, if you've hired well, they're better than you at doing those administrative tasks, and they can grow with you, and hopefully you'll have them, you know, five or ten years. That would be the ideal Absolutely. outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know what I love about what you're saying too is that <clears throat> we didn't we didn't say let's talk about scalability, and you're like, okay, here's what you need. You need this CRM. You need this, you know, um, uh, file management system. You need this, and and those thing pieces are important, but. It's people. It's you need people mm. to do things, and I get mm. so many people there. Get so caught up on the technology oh. behind it, yeah. and they say, "Well, what's the next? No, totally. Lindsay, what's the best um, CRM for me to use? What's what's the best? No, no, I want it to also do this, but does it? Will it contact my clients for me and things like that? Yeah. It's like yeah. you can't replace people. You can have great systems, but it only takes you so far. Yeah. And you want great systems, and, and technology is a piece of that. But a system can also be it goes on the whiteboard. Yeah. When you're done, it goes on the whiteboard, and that's a system. I know. And then it's like, and then it goes in my notebook, and you hand my notebook to me, or anything else like right. that. And people don't get that. Yeah, they, it doesn't they, have they, to be. They want to go to a technology yeah. solution, and it's like, no, no, no. Space Odyssey. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's like, the newest thing. Like, they believe it's going to yeah. help them. Like, I have a gentleman I'm thinking in my head, has come up to me a million times, Lindsay, I just need to get around. I just need to know what CRM everyone's using that, yeah. that magically does this all for mm -hmm. them. And it's like, well, you know, it, it doesn't quite work that way. Yeah. Um, so you know, in um, so the little red stick is about Tabasco. So you know Tabasco, my favorite drink, a Caesar with a little splash of Tabasco in it. And I often tell the story about how it's made to speak exactly to what you're saying. So for those of you that are wondering what she's talking about, um, the little red stick by Sue Styles. So books. So Tabasco's been around for 150 years. This is their 150th anniversary this year. Wow. That's longevity yeah. Yeah. for a privately family-owned company. Mm -hmm. But 150 years ago, that sauce wasn't perfect. They had problems with the product. And so they put their heads together and uh, they said, well, our, taba our Tabasco peppers are grown all over the world. They're hand-picked. When they're perfectly ripe, they're brought down to 
Avery Island, Louisiana, the one place in the world where they make Tabasco. They're um, mushed together, they're fermented, and then they're bottled. And they said, why isn't this product right every single time? Why do your clients not always have the same experience with you? Well, sometimes the peppers are overripe when they're picked, and sometimes they were underripe. And they discovered if they're not perfectly Tabasco red, the sauce is off. Interesting. How do we make sure that the product is good every time? So 150 years ago, they sat around the kitchen table, put their heads together, and someone went outside and grabbed a stick. And they painted the end of the stick Tabasco red. And they called it Le Petit Baton Rouge, the little red stick. And every single pepper picker all over the whole world was given your little red stick. So if you're in the fields and you're going to pick a pepper and you're not sure. Please tell me his name is Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. Say it, say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. When you pick the pepper, yeah. if you're not sure, you don't have to phone someone. You don't have to ask your boss. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to use your own judgment. All you have to do is pick up the standard and go, oh, yeah, it matches or it doesn't match. It's so, so simple. It's so it's, simple. For 150 yep. years, they still use the little red stick because it makes the product perfect every single time. Perfect. So that's what your realtor who wants a best CRM, the best thing is one that you're going to use. Make it work for you. I've looked at tons of CRMs. They all work the same. So, yes. Yeah, Preach, you need testify, some help, I'm here. testify. It's so true because <laughs> it's the yeah. systems that you use with it. Yes, yes. It's like I... Yeah. We had, um, and, and I'm, I'm going to mention her name, and I'm sure that she won't mind that I mentioned her name, but we um, had lunch with Jan Graham once, and who's been an amazing yeah. realtor, she's been in the business forever, um, extremely successful, extremely productive, very longevity, and to this day, she just, like, she, she writes everything in a book, yeah. and she's like, yeah. I take the book everywhere with me, mm -hmm. all the information is in the book, I use the book, yeah. and to your point, right, it's just like, what do you it doesn't matter if you don't use it. If something makes sense to you and you use it, it doesn't need yeah. to. She's not less successful because she doesn't have a $150 a month Salesforce yeah. Tier 1 right. CRM membership, right? Yes. Anyways, yeah. that, I, love that, I love that story. It just shows that the technology isn't what makes you successful. Yeah. I do want, help I, yeah, and I do want to keep moving on here. Sorry. We'll hear this stuff. Getting chatty. Yeah, we got, we got about 10 minutes left. Oh, we can keep going. Um, 20 minutes. We're going to go on and on. 17. Um, Something that never ends. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us, because you mentioned the database, and I want to talk about building those referrals. Mm. Um, so, so what works as far as a database? What builds referrals? And you mentioned the simple tasks. What, what are those simple tasks that people are doing for their database? Well, um, it makes me think of realtors all over the world. Like when, not that I've talked to realtors all over the world, but the few outside of Calgary. Yeah, You know, cool. like what are other people doing to um, get clients totally. and stay in touch? And I talked to this realtor in Vegas. I did a blog about it as well because I just thought that it's very interesting that agents all over, we all struggle with the same problem. You're trying to get clients. You're trying to convert your referrals. Totally. You know, because there's... 5,600 agents, you know, if there was only 10, we wouldn't have this discussion. Right. So what helps you get referrals? Lots of things. You know, it's a holistic package. It's, it's not one ad that you ran. It's not one flyer or one thing that you, that you do, in my opinion. 
Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's the whole thing. But so right from the very beginning, one thing I liked that this guy said was when he takes a call from a client and someone has referred them, oh, how did you get? So my first question always when you answer the phone is, hey, how did you find me? How did you get my number? Because I want to know if I got referred. And if they got referred, right away, their process is they send that person a batch of brownies. Like Perfect. brownie points, and they're good brownies. So, you know, whatever your thing is, is they reward those people right away. But what I hear about happening quite often, oh, so-and-so gave me your name. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. And then they never say thank you. Totally. Or they, maybe they say thank you six months later. It's too late. I would challenge you. Thank the referral, like right now. Within this week, you bottle of wine, Starbucks, brownies, donuts, I don't care, but give them a pat on the back and a star. It's very hard, I've said before, even with top producing agents, to have a ton of good clients that will refer you. They, 10 maybe? So those people you want to treat really well. So those people who do give you referrals, you got to stay in front of their faces. Yeah. Take them golfing in the summer. Um, take them out for a VIP dinner. Uh, take them to football game. Whatever your thing is, get in front of their face. So you have this rapport. There is mm -hmm. nothing like being face to face. So, so true. Totally I'll, appreciate I'll that. Remind yeah. you, remind you, remind you. Yes, social media, I got tons to say about that. But at the core, face to face with those people who already refer you. If you're wanting to work on your database and they're not, they don't seem to be referring you yet, then I got to look at what you're doing. So after you worked with the clients, did you have a follow-up call? Did you ask them if they need anything else? Are they getting an email once in a while? You don't have to overdo it. Totally. But once in a mm. while, are they getting an email? Uh, and what is that email? So I know there's lots of generic e-newsletters that go out because I get a lot of mm -hmm. them. But even the simplest thing is, could you just customize that first paragraph? So that's fine if it's generic and it's got blogs and different things. But talk to me totally. in that first paragraph because you want to continue building that relationship. It's like after you get married, congratulations. So you're married now. Now you've got to go into relationship mode. You can't just go, woo, woo, we're married now. Yeah, have you, I told you three I ways you. to prep your yeah. home for you know, selling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you have all this fun, you know, exciting thing. Now you've got to go into relationship mode because your clients need to feel like you still want them, you still need them, you still care about them, you still think about them. How are you telling them that? And I would challenge you, if you're not getting referrals, you might not be telling them that. You've got you've to make a way just to pick up that phone. And if years have gone by, take those people uh, you sold to like four years ago, four or five years ago, and get that list and pick up the phone and say, oh, I was just thinking about you. You bought that house about four years ago, right? I know in the real estate industry, because I'm an expert, so I have all this intel, people feel like moving about every four or five years. I don't want you to feel like I've forgotten about you. Totally. Wow, thank you for thinking about me. Yeah. And I don't care if it's a system that popped out of your database for your call. I feel like you remembered about me. One of the totally. things that I think people forget, and I had one realtor that I was having lunch with who who disclosed this in such a, a great, authentic way. And she said, you know, when I'm out with a buyer, some of them, it's like, that is your best friend. Like for two months, huh. this is your best friend, right? Like you yeah. talk all of the time, you mm -hmm. email all the time, you have this great bond, you laugh, whatever it is. She's like, and then 
it's just it's just done, right? Like, and, and specifically what she said about one person specifically was, she didn't use the word unauthentic, um, but she implied that the relationship probably felt very fake to the other girl because it was, well, now that this deal is over, like, well, we're not best friends anymore. And she had said, you know, and I, and I need to be careful with how I build it on the front end mm -hmm. because if suddenly it's this cut, then yep. it's like, oh, well, she was only that nice to me because we were working together, right? Like she didn't actually care, care about me. And I think from the referral standpoint, it's, you know, how do you balance that relationship so the care you put into somebody really is authentic because so many people put so much effort into caring yes. in the beginning that I think as a friend, you could almost feel abandoned, right? It's right. like, oh, I... Yeah, who has time for 100 extra friends? Well, I was going to say, like, like, every year. Yeah, every, every year. Every year, you have the new best friends. And it's yeah. Like, but that's part of your brand, isn't it? You know, if you're yeah. careful, um, everyone doesn't need a best friend when they're buying a house. They need an expert with legal documents. Yeah. An advisor, they need yeah. an expert in the area of the town I'm buying in. They need an expert on the market. Or, so uh, when you're formulating your brand and, and beginning to come up with stories about who you help and why you help, you know, again, back to getting referrals, if your clients or network knows that you work well with um, families, you get what children need, or you work well with um, people who are seniors, you know, if you build up some kind of little niche markets, then you're, you're also telling them, I work well with these people. You right. Know, Please, I want to help people. You know, let them know. Let them know. Always asking. That's another thing we don't do very often in a good way, like without saying, do you know anybody who's buying or selling in the next 90 days? Totally. Oh. I still see that all the time. Are you well, buying or selling? A, it's a very popular Coaching. trainer's script. Yes. That's, and yes. that's why you see it. And, and it, it used to work. drives me up yeah. the wall. But they it, will avoid. They see your name over caller ID. Yes. And if that was the last call you made, yeah. it's just like, oh. You know, yeah, but, no but for some that. people, it works. It works. So you have if to be very can, careful. No, we, there's a lot of realtors that. If you can stick with it, that's it's a, your, a very A-type personality that you can drive through it. Sure. If you want to say, hey, this is a business call. I want to know if you have any people that you can think of because I'm going to call them then that's fine but if you're looking for referrals you know try to Absolutely. think of so what's new now what, uh -huh. what do people want to uh -huh. hear now can I come over and see your house could I buy you a coffee while we talk about your real estate yeah. interest you know make it more organic and authentic and all about the client that's right yeah yeah that's that's, that's fantastic sense. let's that organic and thing I want to I want to switch gears and I want to talk about social media um, what, so one you've been the, waiting for it. Yeah, and I know, and, and, it's, and it's because I feel like Social that media. organic piece falls directly mm -hmm. into there, the authenticity piece yeah. um, and balancing out that personal business. First of all, uh, you have some thoughts brewing, lay it on us. Okay, you have to be on social media. Absolutely, it, yeah, it's I appreciate time. That. So whatever the technology is, you need to grow with the time. So for 20 years, you've been a realtor and you never used it and you're good at picking up the phone, that's great. But you're going to show your clients that you're up with technology, that if you're on social media, hey, your house, your listings are going to be on social media. So you cannot convince totally. me that you shouldn't be on there. Um, Facebook, 100% for sure. And then, yes, LinkedIn, love it. Instagram, love it. So you've got to be on social media. But then what are you doing on social media? 
So for, write to a little thing like your name. So I just did a little um, a video on this when I realized for myself on my Instagram, you know, you can change your name on there all the time. So I've, I've had a few things, as I'm sure many of us have. Um, and I started looking at these posts that I was liking, but they were like um, Calgary YYC Homes, uh, Kelowna Realtor, Vancouver 88, you know, just, and I was like, who are these people? So true. I was thinking for myself, like, what if I liked your posts, but you didn't, there wasn't a name. And some have kind of different names with it. Like there's one, S. Maria. Well, her name's Samantha. <laughs> so it's always hard for me. So I'm like, are you Maria or are you Samantha? So yeah, and that's, you're definitely not recalling that person. Right? No. Like, and so it, if it's a not point. a name that matches with your face, people don't remember, you know, Kelowna Broker or, no. or YYC. They don't remember that. It's not emotional. It's just uh, words. So for myself, I realize this. I changed my Instagram, Sue Styles. Now I put solopreneur. I don't know. Maybe I'll change it to business coach yeah. or something. But your name. So even just how you start with your name. Facebook, if I'm looking up realtors, if I've talked to somebody, I'm like, oh, I'll connect with them on Facebook. And I Google, put in your name. If it doesn't have real estate agent or professional, you know, real, uh, you're not really supposed to put realtor, are you? You can uh, put realtor. You can put okay, so realtor. if you can put realtor, great. Yep. So I'm not the rule queen, but so you should always nope, check totally with Absolutely. what's right for Absolutely. your title. Follow RICA guidelines. Yes, please do. So put realtor, put real estate agent, put real estate professional. Those are very simple things a lot of people forget to do because they've just got their profiles mm -hmm. up there. So put those on. We just ran something in our brokerage. Um, we, have, we have a bunch of graphic designers that work in-house, and we did this thing where we sent something out saying, um, for a, the lo, the, whatever low cost it was, we will design you a custom real estate-based Facebook cover photo, incorporating your brand, your contact, whatever you want on there. Yep. Because to your point, people are going to your Facebook page and they have no idea right. that this is your job, right? Yes. Like do something that just yes. captures that. Yeah, so there's no question. That's someone who's professional. That's yeah. a professional real estate agent, not a hobby real estate totally. agent. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So you you have to um, you have to do that with social media. Um, oh, I had something on the tip of my tongue, but maybe it'll come back. Also, so you've got all the brokerages have their top ten. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if the brokerage, if you post, hey, congrats to our top ten, and you tag your people, great, and all top ten are in there. But when the agent is in the top ten, I would suggest crop out to just you. I don't, if you're the realtor, I don't want you promoting all the other realtors. You need to just crop out your photo and show the people that you are, whatever your number is. It's a shout out, it's an acknowledgement, but it's a simple thing people don't do or they don't think of doing. Yes. Right. So please, start thinking of doing that. And then it's just you, people go great. Instead of looking at Sarah up here, oh, she looks really professional and now they've got a yeah, good yeah. you know, feeling yeah. about somebody else. Um, what else on social media? Um, oh yes, don't just use it as a listing board. Now, I think it's getting better on Facebook. I'm not seeing as many just listings, just yeah. open houses. But you know where I'm seeing that a lot? Instagram. Um, I feel like it's getting way worse on Instagram. Yeah, and LinkedIn. Really? I, I, yeah. I, so I think LinkedIn is getting so spammy that I have a hard time. So a lot of people, a lot of realtors aren't using it either. But so you need to know where your clients are. Yes. That's right. That's it, exactly right. Yeah. Absolutely. So yep. if, where are your point. clients hanging out? 
if they have jobs or they're looking for jobs and they're, they're probably on LinkedIn, then post the stuff on LinkedIn that you're using for Facebook too, but not those listings all the time. It really can irritate people and I hear feedback, you know, just from Joe Blow, like, oh, it just, oh yeah, I don't want to yep. see your listing. I want to get to know you. So what I like to say, do think up five stories about why you're a realtor. And hopefully if you think of five, maybe you'll think of seven or eight and then do use the top ones. But why are you a realtor? Totally. What and then take video stories, commentary oh. that speaks to that passion. Yes. Just right. share it. Just like you and I are talking right now, uh, just share it with them as if you're sharing it with your special friend. That's what connects with people. And yeah. um, any good uh, coach, salesperson, you know, they have their why and people know it. Yeah. So um, your bios on your um, social media, on your websites, take a second look at them and see if it just so says. So true. People haven't, even, even yeah. like they're with a brokerage that you were with two years ago. Yes. It's, it's, it's comical yeah. or their previous job. Yes. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like, and sometimes we don't think to look at our own stuff. That's right. So you yeah. get your website up and then, you know, you look at it and you're fine and then you don't look at it anymore. And lots of times if I've talked to someone, I'll jump on their website and say, hey, you know, do you know you have this and this doesn't work and your bio doesn't really say anything or it's the generic Latin that was on there originally? <laughs> you know, some Lord on yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. But a lot of people say, you know what, I, oh gee, I never look at it. Well, potential clients are looking at it. And the number two thing that people go to when they're on, they get to your website is they're going to your about page. So give them an about page that tells them, you know, I just, I loved real estate when I bought my first house. I didn't like the service I got, so I'm gonna make sure everybody gets the service that I wanted. You know, I wanna be the change that <laughs> I see in the world. So it, true. Do your, exactly there's a lot of people, oh, a lot of people every time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if they, you know, it's paying attention to it, I think, is yeah. what comes down. All the questions that we're talking about, all the information is, can we just take, you know, five, ten minutes, an hour, and can we just talk about these things? And let's just pay attention to it for a minute. The little things count. Yeah, it, totally. It, your daily habits, again, every little thing counts when it comes to your business. Absolutely. Let's let's end on let's end on one note, and that's coaching because you were a real estate coach. So, and obviously, it's something you feel totally passionate about. Yeah. And it's a it's an important job for and it's an important role that a lot of realtors who we know have been extremely mm. successful is because they've hired real yeah. estate coaches. So, talk I guess about why somebody should have one. Well, you should have one to help you fast track when you don't know where to go, or when right. you're second guessing yourself. Or when you want to reach a higher level that's you know above that comfort level zone of yourself um, I, I everyone knows there's business coaches and sports coaches and you know I was um, watching a little video from John Wooden so famous old-time basketball coach UCLA college they won 10 championships in a row unheard of and so he became very famous because just mm -hmm. this, just this nice guy if you've never looked up John Wooden just great but I, I was looking up this story about him, and I loved it because that, to me, that's coaching. When he gets a new team, he will have everybody come and sit down, like including Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You boys, when you come onto my team, we sit down and you take off your socks and shoes. 
And it's very elementary, but he starts at the foundation. He says, I'm going to teach you to put on your socks so you will not get blisters. And I'm going to show you how to tie up your shoes so they won't go undone while you're in the game. And that, to me, is a coach. Yeah. I care about your shoes being tied properly so you don't have to stop in the middle of the game and go, oh, no, what am I doing? I've lost my inertia. So coaching, I think it helps anybody who gets it. And you'll get something out of it because you're paying for it. And the value goes on and on. That's a very good point. You're, very, you're, you're going to be a lot more open to implementing things that you know you've opened your pocketbook out for. That's that right. That makes a very, yes. very big difference. It does. And it's um, returnable. So you put out some money for coaching in people's heads. They go, okay, if I'm paying $2,000 for coaching, that means I need to sell, you know, well, a house. Yeah. But, you know, maybe they make it, I need to sell five more houses. Totally. And I need to make it worth my time. So then they'll do just the Just internally, and, the cause and effect yes, just comes yes. naturally. Yes, yeah. That's yeah, a, that's great. Yeah. That's really great. Sue, so tell us how people can get a hold of you. Um, if they're interested in coaching or learning more about some of the great information you've given us. Sure. My book is on my website and it's on Amazon. My website is MaximizedResults.com. Uh, hopefully you can Google Sue Styles <laughs> nice. and something good SEO-ish will come up there. I'm on there. And you know I have blogs on my website, just little interesting things. I write for um, REM online, the real estate magazine. Fantastic. So um, lots of articles in there. And I speak all around, so you know, come and see me sometime if I'm in your hood. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Sue. Yeah. Thanks for being with us today. I know how busy you are, and you have a wealth of experience. And I love that it's. I love that the wealth of experience isn't from being, um, just not 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 just a realtor, but it's just refreshing to hear about somebody who works with and on the other side of it. I think that it provides so much unique experience. Well, so I hope it helps. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate it, it. Thank you. Awesome. We want to thank you guys for joining us and don't forget to obviously visit agentpursuit.com business mastery and subscribe to our blog there. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and check us out on iTunes because you'll be able to download the past podcast we have and listen in your car, which is one of my favorite things to do. Love that. Cool. Thanks well, everybody. Sue again, thank you so much and all thank the best you, you guys.